Welcome to Cannabis Investing Newsletter. I'm D.H. Taylor. Today, I want to look at Hexo. I haven't looked at these guys in about six months. One of the first stocks I looked at. And I remember from back then, my thesis was kind of, it's going to be a little painful, but then they could turn things around. For a long-term perspective, there's a lot going on here that's positive. But if you've been paying attention to the stock lately, they just took a dump. A lot going on there as well, but it's all positive if you put everything together unless you've already been holding on to this stock. I totally get that. Nonetheless, someone reached out to me, one of my long-term followers, and asked um, if I thought it was a good buy since the price is so low. There's actually some mathematics that bring uh, the current price to where it is. So just because the price is low doesn't necessarily mean that should be a jump. Um, at the same time, there's one thing that I look at and I think, oh, that could be an opportunity. And if you're kind of a risk taker, that might be something to go with. At the same time, they've done three very important uh, acquisitions. And this could easily push things forward over the course of, say, many quarters and years. So if you're looking at a Hexo from a long-term perspective, there's a lot going on there. But right now... The core business itself, the numbers, when you look at it, not so great. Let's jump into the computer, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. If you're new to my channel, just want to say thanks for stopping by. Um, I'm a value investor to the heart. I look at stocks from a value perspective, and I'm looking at cannabis stocks on a long-term basis. However, in this particular case, Hexo may offer an opportunity on more of a short-term kind of look so that'll be interesting to see how this plays out um, looking at about 350 different stocks I've got about 100 up on my website thanks for stopping by the website and this YouTube channel one of the core things that we're looking at today is book value I don't really talk about this too much it is kind of important but we because of where uh, things are with cannabis sometimes book value it has no relative basis when you're looking at some of these stocks in this particular case, there's something there. Uh, Hexo itself, uh, H-E-X-O, I think they just moved to the NASDAQ off the NYSE. Um, about a $500 million market capitalization. And there's about 152 million shares outstanding as of the last quarter. But if you have been holding on to the stock at all, um, they just issued what 40 to 50 million shares so about another third of shares just showed up and that's why the stock price just collapsed because of the dilution of that they raised about 150 million dollars from that so this was kind of a big deal it was a private placement but you know that's what that really kind of generated that big loss in the stock um, they're up in four Canadian pro pro uh, provinces my Apologies, but it does say states there. Um, four Canadian provinces, and they're some of the more important ones. They're also in Quebec. Quebec's an interesting one because everything that's sold in Quebec must originate in Quebec. From what I've been able to read and understand that, some of my Canadian followers can probably chime in on that, but I think that's how that works. Moving forward, um, they are number one in three major categories according to their website. Seems like everybody's number one somewhere. Um, Pre-rolls. Not bad. And the thing is with pre-rolls, um, when the pandemic hit, 
sort of edibles, people backed off from those because edibles are more kind of a party scene thing. Um, you're looking for kind of a maybe a delayed effect. You're going to a concert or something like this. Well, obviously, during the pandemic, those kinds of things stopped and people switched to flour. Uh, some of the data that I've, I've been noticing. And because of that, we've seen, because of, I guess flour itself, it's more of an immediate uh, kind of hit. And because of that, we've seen kind of this shift. And I'm wondering if that we see that shift going backwards, should um, society open up even more and we start going to concerts more regularly and things like that. Uh, number one in capsules as well. Number one in beverages. So we'll see how that plays out. Three major acquisitions. Now, I don't have any. I used to, this first one, Zanabus, um, I used to follow them. I have some data on them. Decent company getting there. I thought that was a solid acquisition a couple months ago. They closed it up, I think, back in, I want to say, June-ish, June, July, somewhere, May, June, July, somewhere. They actually closed the deal. But they also picked up 48 North and Redigan. And we I actually had data on 48 North. I never had anything on Redican. I don't think they were public. That's why. Um, again, 48 North, they were sort of up and coming. They're quite not quite there. But when you combine all three of these plus Hexo itself, this is a big company. There's a lot of potential here. So I'm wondering how this plays out. So if you're looking at them from that perspective alone, just sitting there saying, listen, they are number one in pre-rolls and beverages and other things like this and they got these other three companies that this is this in itself collectively is a solid company moving forward you may be interested in buying that stock just on that but when we look at some of these metrics hexo's core business eh, not so much comparisons if you've not been by my website uh, i've swapped up the comparison sheets um, it's completely different now Instead of just quarter over quarter, I'm showing the past five to six quarters, depending on uh, what's up there. So there's a lot more on the comparison side. You guys really love this. That page gets so many hits, it's not even funny. Um, so I've been trying to beef that up because you guys enjoy this, the numbers on this uh, so much. But let's look and see where Hexo was from their last quarter compared to everybody else. Mind you, the three acquisitions will not acquiesce until probably we're going to start seeing this in the next couple quarters. We'll probably see it actually um, might see it this next quarter where it might take one more quarter. So we don't have forward projections on that. And I'm wondering how that plays out. Nonetheless, this is where they are right now. Number 18 market capitalization, about 520 million. Number 89 revenue growth rate, negative 28.4%. That hurt a little bit. They took it down. Now, when I show you the revenue chart, they were getting there. The revenue was just kind of inching up, inching up, and inching up. And as management said in their uh, conference call on the last thing, that they kind of fumbled the ball a little bit when it came to Quebec. They put out some hash or something like this and thought, there's no competition. We're good. Well, as soon as they put their stuff out, the competition sat there and said, that's a great idea. And kind of buried Hexo on that move. That's kind of one of the reasons why they said they took a down on the quarter. Number 41, gross margins, 38.4%. This has been slightly declining over the past couple quarters. Um, I'll show you that. Uh, number 55, operating efficiencies at 100.5%. So they're spending 
the exact amount of money that they're earning just on operating costs. All right, that has nothing to do with um, financing debt or it has nothing to do with um, gross costs when it comes to producing the product. Not a solid number. Number 62, EBITDA to revenue. Of course, they were negative at negative 54.3% on EBITDA versus revenue. And finally, cash to debt ratio. They just raised $150 million, like I said, uh, but they're at number 20, which is a decent number, 64.2%. So their cash to debt ratio is immediately obsolete in that regard. So you can go ahead and bust out on the calculator and look at some of those numbers if that's really something that's important to you. But their cash position at this point is actually really strong. They weren't bad off before, yet they still raised $150 million and that collapsed their stock. But they took on those three acquisitions. I don't know that those three acquisitions, I know 48 North and Zenebus uh, were not net earnings positive a few quarters ago when I had data on them. Of course, they no longer exist, so it's not easy to get that number. So they may have to float these companies, and that's why they needed more cash. Here's the revenue. As you can see, 18.4 million for the quarter, down from 25.7 million. But the 25.7 million was a continual increasing higher number from 22 uh, and then um, about 20 million the quarter before. So it was a little disappointing. You had 20 million, 22 million, 25 million, and then a fall back down to 18 million. Um, that's a $7 million fall. And they attributed it mostly to Quebec. And I didn't really get that information out of the transcripts when they said that. So I'm not certain if there were other variables involved, but they think that they're probably going to be able to turn this around. But they've not really, I'm not really warm and fuzzy on that particular thing. Gross margins were a little bit disappointing. Two quarters ago, when I put that original uh, video up, they were gross margins were sitting at about 62%. They've kind of declined a little bit. They're down to 38.6% for this quarter. But when you lose revenue like what they just lost, lost out of Quebec, that could easily affect gross margins. We saw this, of course, with Next Green Wave with the video I just put out with them on that one, how their drop in revenue, which had nothing to do with actual sales, it had everything to do with the way they were configuring the business and stuff like this, that immediately affected the gross revenue rates. So again, this this dropping um, gross revenue is probably attributed to the drop in revenue. You push less product through the system, it's it's going to affect the gross margin picture. At the same time, operating efficiencies, if you have lower revenue, but your operating costs are exactly the same, the mathematics on that is real simple. Operating efficiencies are going to show that you're less efficient. That number goes higher. We're sitting at 100.5, up from 69.6 the quarter before, which was about 60% uh, the quarter before that. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, when I first looked at these, of course, gross margins were up around what 65 percent and operating efficiencies were much lower around 60 percent so i thought hexo could actually pull this off that's what i was looking at when i saw these guys six months ago well it's not exactly been a positive push since then despite the fact that they raised revenue the quarter thereafter 
So we need to see more consistency. Again, EBITDA, negative 10 million. Flat the quarter before that, 1.9 million positive. And that's when I was looking at Hexa before and I kind of gave them a little nod like, yeah, I think I think the little train that can, it didn't. Uh, the quarter before that, negative 41. So you'll probably see this turn around. I'll probably get closer, but we're not going to know that really because if we start seeing these, the data from these new acquisitions come in and acquiesce into the system, uh, that's it, it, it might kind of not show up. So I'm wondering on that one. Net earnings, negative 16 million this quarter, net 16 million the uh, quarter before that, negative 3.2 million the quarter before that. So it's getting, getting kind of worse over the past quarters. We'll see how that turns around. Book value per share. The past three, four quarters, we're seeing 3.4, 3.4, 3.5, 3.5. All right. Remember that algebra in seventh grade that you thought for sure had no value whatsoever? We get to bust it out a little bit. So first off, this is book value per share. And it's trading about $3.50 per share. The stock price is just shy of 2 bucks. The stock price today reflects the new share count. This book value is from the last statement. So the new shares aren't in there. So we could do a little bit of algebra, but it's not that hard. First off, there's 33% more shares. There's, it was 150 million shares. Now you're looking at about 200 million shares. So that brings this down about a third, which would be close to 250, call it 260. But there's more cash, 150 million, which is now there's 200 million shares with an extra $150 million. So you have to add that back in. So given that, you're looking at what about 80 cents on top of that 260, so 340. So we're still close. And I've, obviously I'm ballparking this, but it gives you kind of that concept. Now, what is book value? It's kind of the fire sale of the whole company. All right, the assets, this, that, the other thing on a per share basis. So if it is $3.50 and the stock is trading at two bucks and you've got three new acquisitions, you're sitting on what, 150 to $200 million in cash. The question becomes, and you're banging out number one in three categories in four provinces. The question is, can Hexo pull this off? Can they their core business with these other three holdings pull it off you could look at book value and say i can buy a three dollar fifty cent company for two bucks and they're going to increase they've got plenty of cash now i don't think they're going to have a cash issue for a while they've got about 200 million in cash ish somewhere in there 150 to two um their burn rate was at 16 million the last quarter but that was because of a down quarter. So maybe their burn rate is 10 million or 5 million, somewhere in there. Given that burn rate, man, they got plenty of cash. It's not an issue at all. So can they get to the, to the finish line? This is what you're asking yourself when you look at these numbers. This is how you're going to evaluate that. You could look at book value and say there's enough assets there that that should propel the company forward. 
and you're able to buy $3.50 worth of book value for a mere two bucks. If you're a betting kind of guy, that is your bet. I'm going to pass. And I'm going to pass because I'm looking from a long-term perspective. And one of the core things I'm looking for is EBITDA profitability. Um, I'm looking for companies that are like hitting it, getting there, already there, way beyond. Because even when you look at these core companies, they're doing very well. And they're way undervalued. So when you look at this, you may look at it and say, that's an opportunity. I might be, be able to pick up a quick buck. Okay, I totally get that. It's not for me though. But some of you guys have a shorter time frame and that might be your thing. Some of you guys may be sitting on this stock and may be asking the question, well, what's up? And you, you know, you turn to this channel and ask that question. You know, it should get back up above book value. With those three new acquisitions and, you know, plenty of cash, they could probably pull this off. It's your call, though. I'm going to pass. Next up, we've got total equity. As you can see, they're continually adding equity. And that's where what is driving book value and um, other aspects of this. But again, this changes immediately with these new three acquisitions. So you don't really get to rely on this right now. Cash to debt ratio, as I mentioned before, 60%. Uh, their cash has been declining. You can see 140, 110, 80, 60. Those are the last four quarters. You can see that their cash position compared to their debt was eroding. And that might have driven them to actually raise the cash. Um, they weren't horrible at 60%. But boy, they were doing very well at 140%, but they burned through it. Here you can see the um, final look at the chart. Just trading below two bucks. The spike up in February was up to about 11 bucks. And I think my call on Hexo, given some of the momentum they had there, was roughly like 22 bucks. Uh, and that call came back in March, April. So, and that was where Mike was driven to go ahead and drop me an email and say, can you update that? Um, book value, that might be something that's interesting to you. The idea that these guys just picked up three key companies and that now they are in the number one position in four different provinces and can do a lot of positive things. That might be the thing you're looking at. At the same time, Mike is right. Two bucks. Look at this stock chart. Can it go lower? Sure it can. It absolutely can. Cannabis has proven that to us left and right. But this might be something you look at and say, you know what? I'm going to hit that button. It's probably going to be a short trade, and I bet you probably do get three, three fifty, four bucks here over the course of the next three to four to six months, um, given the momentum they got. Personally, I'm going to go ahead and pass. It's just not my game, but I totally get that that could be something you guys are interested in. I want to say thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hitting that like button and uh, leaving the comments. I always enjoy those. Um, there's a free email newsletter. Please, by all means, uh, subscribe to that. We'll see you in the next video.